When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM Channel 80, and your smart speakers. Respectfully, there was, I did feel like there was a lot of respect between Embiid and Nick Nurse, but they're competing. That's good. By the way, NBA playoffs so far to me, guys, have exceeded expectations. First-round matchups exceeded expectations. I mean, you've had some dominant performances like the Sixers. You've had some, like, close games. It's been great. We've had some young talent, too, and Anthony, Anthony Edwards, Ant-Man, Baby Keyshawn, we call him here on this show. Jordan Poole <laughs> does it once again last night. Key always makes that face whenever I call Anthony Edwards Baby Keyshawn. I don't know why. He is so you. Y'all still fighting the rain out there? Yep. Yeah, we crazy wind, wind last wind night, in, No, too. no, don't yeah. leave out the wind. The wind, so it's coming in sideways. Lost power three times last night. Like, what How's the, the rain and wind on? out where you are? It's just fine, nice and warm. You can watch, the, <laughs> watch all the games in peace without worrying about extra noise. Yeah, I don't know how they got me back here. It's so hard when you You're go You're fine. East, You're a New Yorker. When you go, I am, but when you go east to west and you live in L.A., You're especially if soft. you live in L.A. with some dough, I got to say it. Like, it's different because anywhere you go – is like, you know, you got you to gotta make energy. Jay! But if you're working in entertainment in L.A. Oh. I don't want to see your nasty feet. <laughs> Put the toe sandals down. <laughs> Flip-flops, baby. Matter of fact, I heard someone say recently, like, so let me get this straight. So L.A., they're trying to down it. It's like if, if, you, don't, if you don't have a high-paying job, it's like you're living in Queens, but the weather's nice. And I'm thinking to myself, that sounds good. Right, like you live in it's Queen. Like make the weather three hundred days of sun and seventy plus degrees in Queens. Everyone's like, yeah, that's fresh place to live. Just the like only bad thing right now is that there's no Lakers playing in the oh. post, and that's the only thing. So I got to root for somebody else now. Yeah, who you rooting? You know, I'm switching to I'm Golden State. Golden now. State, California. Yeah, I'm all I'm all Golden State, baby. See, sometimes you got, see, you got a big state to work. Sometimes with, you want to you know? find that other <laughs> team from your area ish. And then you, it reps where you're from. And other times it's like there's yeah, too I'm gonna much the, envy. I'm, no, I'm going to rep the state. Jay knows my philosophy mm-hmm, on that. Mm-hmm. If the Lakers are out. You ain't gonna, not, the Clippers. not the Clippers. No, I don't no. mess with right. the Clippers. No, yeah. it's like UCLA. I don't mess with UCLA. Right. But I'm going, I'm going all the way up to, to the Bay Area. I'm going to grab that. I can that. respect that. And if the Sacramento Kings was in it, I grabbed them yeah. too. Yeah. yeah. If they were. You go if, Sixers. If, if, you go Sixers. If, if, if the Nets aren't in it, you go Sixers. No, just basic area. I do. I don't mess with Philly. I, like I would. That. I, I, I like don't mess with Philly. Like, like that. But I feel that a way Easy. the way he feels about Golden State, not that it's in no, state. No, but you can't. But, but you can't do enough. that. You can't do that though, Max, because it's not in state. Not in no, state. but but New York is not like that. Anyone other than your home team in your area, you're going to root against them. Like I'm not going to root for the Buffalo Bills because they're they're supposedly the New York team. They're upstate. See, but New it's York. just different though because you talked about this the other day. Being from Jersey, yeah. Central Jersey, we feel like we're part of the New York area. Yeah, like South Jersey feels like they're part of Philly and PA and all that works. So I can never rock with Philly like that. I mean, I respect Philly. 
I got love for him. AI, the grit. But res- you're not going to root for the Celtics if the Nets drop out. Can't root for Boston. I wouldn't root for Philly either. So who would you root for? I wouldn't root at all. I would just watch. Right. Yeah, but you, but you can't help who you root for. It just happens. Well, NBA is different now because we root for individual players. Yeah, like, good. I root for Jason Tatum because that's my dude. Embiid was, was speaking of the Sixers. Embiid was, man, he's... Like, talk about well-rounded center skills. Who's ever played the position with more well-rounded skills? Again, like, I don't mean for their era, how great they are. I mean, well-rounded skills, both sides of the ball. Whoa. Nobody. Right. So he was talking about, you heard the sound coming in. Him and Nick Nurse were getting into it, Embiid and Nick Nurse. And Embiid was asked about what he said to Nick Nurse during the game. Oh man, he's, he's a great coach, obviously. I, I got to, you know, what he's been able to accomplish and, you know, I've always been a big fan. Um, but, you know, I, I told him, uh, you know, uh, respectfully, uh, and told him uh, uh, to stop my calls uh, <laughs> uh, because I saw what he said last game. So that's Embiid. This is what Nick Nurse had to say about what happened. Just saying to me that, um, you know, I'm going to keep making all the free throws if you keep following me. And I, and I said, well, you might have to. Good, good player, man. Like, we got a lot of respect for him. He's certainly playing great here. There's, there's nothing nothing there but, but uh, us trying to compete against him and him trying to compete against us. Time for Straight Talk brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. Jay, Embiid, like, I, what can you say about the guy? That he is a dominant force and the footwork is uniquely different. Look. This is who James Harden needs to be in order for this team to win a championship. I'm talking about the James Harden that scores 14 points, 14 to 20 points, the guy that doesn't take 25 shots. Last night he took nine. He could be more efficient three of nine. Seven and eight from the free throw line. He could be more efficient from the three-point line. But pass first, point guard, James Harden, where Tyrese Maxey goes off. Tobias Harris is giving you points. Joel Embiid, 19 points in the first quarter. This is the equation for the 76ers to win a world championship. Not James Harden dancing with the ball 9,000 times, getting up 35 jacks. He needs to be this version of himself for this team to be the best version of themselves to win it all. Well, I think that he's buying into what Doc Rivers is selling. Clearly, you could tell based on his style of play has shifted from when he was at Brooklyn or Houston or even the first several games when he got to beat the Sixers. Now all of a sudden he is playing the guard position. He is distributing the ball, getting out the way, not sitting there, dribble, 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 uh -uh, dribble, dribble, step back. I mean, he did it once or twice last night for the most part, but it wasn't all game long. He allowed Embiid to do what he needed to do. And then you mentioned Maxie. Obviously he stepped up to the plate. His game has turned into a whole nother world. So, I think for for the Sixers, though, they got to continue to keep that up. This is round one. It is Toronto. It gets tougher as it goes on. I, I got to tell you, right now, though, based on what you t- guys are talking about, I think Philly, I didn't think they really had a championship window this year. I, I changed my mind. I think they're very live to win it all because of Maxie's emergence on the biggest stage. He's gotten better and better throughout his short career so far, this season included, and now has taken it to another level. And what this does is, what you just said, Jay, now Harden just sets up teammates and he can hit a shot here and there. The pressure is no longer on James Harden Mm -hmm. to hit the big shot in the big moment to win the game for you because he has not done that throughout his career in the playoffs because of Maxie's emergence. And now Tobias Harris is your fourth option on offense? Oh, I still think the pressure will be there, but I think this time around James Harden actually will have the legs like, let's not act like when you know, before in Brooklyn, 
playing with injury. In Houston, he always played so many minutes and had to do so much. Now you get a lot more hockey assists, right? Mm-hmm. He'll kick the ball up to Tyrese. Tyrese a drive, penetrate, kick it to Tobias for a three. That's how you want to play. That's the continuity that Philly really needs, and you need his legs to be there when you need him the most. Can they win the whole thing right now? I mean, look, they're beating up on a depleted Toronto team, but they're doing what they have to do. I would have them favored against Miami. I mean, I, I think they have a legit chance to win the whole thing. You know, I'd like to see legit. I'd like to see them against Milwaukee. Um, you know, I, I really would like to see them against Milwaukee. Yeah. Eastern Mil- Conference Milwaukee Finals. Will tell me, it'll tell me a lot uh, just because you obviously, you got Giannis over there, you got Middleton, you got Drew Holiday. I mean, you just it's just a different, it'll be a different feel. That's it, that's it when Milwaukee gets through Boston or Brooklyn. But I mean, Mil- Milwaukee and Boston are the two teams, right? They function like yes. well-oiled machines. They're well-coached. They've played together for a while. And on top of that, they have high-end superstars who you believe, yep, you can win a title with that guy as your best player. Whereas Boston and, to an extent, Philadelphia are more collection of talent trying to figure out how to be a team. But Philly, I think, is a little closer to that than than. Than Brooklyn. The only thing I would say that for Philly and uh, Milwaukee key that you mentioned is that Brooke Lopez, I don't see him stopping Joel Embiid, but it's still a physical big body yeah. that you could put in front. I don't, I don't know, I don't know who they have that can stop Giannis, right? Like nobody's stopping. Giannis is the biggest outlier in the entire league. It feels so, like. So it's going to be a wash then between Giannis and Embiid. Those will be those two will be a wash. They've had some great matchups over the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. Like they've gotten each other too. Like and but but it's always they both put up monster numbers. And by the way, you give the MVP to either one of those guys. You don't like Jokic, Giannis, Embiid. You give the MVP to any oh, one yo, of those guys. We gotta have a conversation <laughs> about Jokic today. We Jokic. have yeah. Serious conversation about Jokic. Straight today. talk wireless, no contract, no compromise. <laughs> That's Alan no. Yates, <laughs> Sixers fan on the soundboard. Look, you got baby Keyshawn in the playoffs, according to Jay. <laughs> that's in the Western. That's in the Eastern Conference. In the Western, Western Conference, Conference. Yeah, Western you, Conference, Minnesota. Oh, oh, excuse me. I, I got you. <laughs> I got you. Western Conference. I was thinking of the Philly game. In the, in the Western Conference playoffs that we just saw, Steph Curry, you might have a baby Steph, too. And Jay's going to tell you about the impact that can have on the Golden State Warriors. We're back in less than two minutes. ESPN Radio, ESPN2. Keyshawn, Jay Will, and Max, the podcast. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus, electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C ebikes.com. <laughs> <laughs> this song in honor of uh, Key, you had an ex- Was this yesterday you went to the car yeah. wash? Yeah. 
Yeah, man, I rode out the car wash. I had about an hour. I had about an hour and ten minutes to to kill off. You know, we had our call at at three thirty uh, East Coast time, twelve thirty my time. So I got to the car wash about I don't know. It was twelve o'clock, and you know they put my car through. And then rather than get right on it and start to, you know, dry off the water with the tiles, it sat there for, man, it sat there for like 20 minutes. It just sat there. And, and they nobody was cleaning touched off. it? Nothing? Nobody. Man, I oh, got see. water spots all on my windows, yeah, yeah. and I'm standing there, and I'm up against the clock now because I'm waiting to get on the call with you guys. So I'm on the call with you guys, but I also had a meeting that I needed to attend promptly at 1, one o'clock, and it was up against the clock. And so I'm like, and I got to drive across town to do this. I'm like, man, these people just act like, and you want to know why I won't tip you the way you need to be tipped. It just, no, ain't no Jesus. How do you say, mean? I just said jeez. Oh, jeez. How often do you get your car washed? Because L.A., it does it's, can be dusty, but it doesn't rain. No, I get, near, I, get it, I get it probably once, once a week. Once a week you get it See, washed. In, okay. in the Northeast, man, I can't do because it's raining. It's always it's, it's some kind of snow. No, it's got to be summertime. Clean, summertime is when I get it washed once a week. Let's see, I and got, you got kids and yeah, stuff. Max, yeah. they got all the stuff all in there. Crackers. No, I really, I really. There's a rule: don't eat in my car. But then when you got the baby, hard. It's yeah, hard it's hard to hard. tell her she can't have the little. And once pretzel you break thingies. the seal, once you break the seal, it's tough. But, but in all honesty, I I don't even. Like, like the car seat is in the trunk until I need it. You what? You just why don't you just keep the car seat in the back so you got no. to buckle it and nope. buckle it? Nope, that's okay. You, hey, hey, so I nope. found myself key one day. Nope. literally driving downtown. I got the music going. I'm feeling young. I'm feeling. I'm hip. I got my shades on. I'm like, yes, yeah, right. Had the windows down. Pulled to a stoplight. Somebody walks by. They look at me. I'm like, yep, still got it. Still got it. And I look in the back. I got two car seats. I was like, I don't got it. No, I don't care about that. I care I about cleaning out the car seat and getting all the all crumbs the crumbs, and all the crumbs get in the back. Yeah, you got to yeah. take it out. And so once they clean out the car seat, I'm throwing it in the trunk too. I need it again. Wait, I, what I need to know, Key, is in your neck of the woods, people get people over to the house to detail the car and everything. No, yeah, no, they do that oh. all day long. Yeah, they yeah, do. Up, yeah, they do. Get all somebody day long. over my house to wash my car. Go no, take out your in front. ass. They the got the big, no, they got the big vans and yeah, stuff. Yeah, man, come they out detail the whole thing. But that's yeah, not but an every they need, week but thing. That's, that's not once but a then, week thing. But then I get it. I get into the max category. I don't want to spend. Yeah, I can't. <laughs> wait, I, wait a minute. How'd I get tagged? Why would I want to do that? I'm not trying to know. Nah, not for a car. Max, do it myself. Max, it's like a hundred bucks to wash your car when they come. We're back in five seconds. Ten seconds. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Keyshawn J. Willemax, ESPN Radio Sirius XM Channel 80, and your smart speakers were presented by Progressive Insurance. I mean, Steph, 34 years old, Drop 34 off the bench. 34 years. It's like, like it's nothing. You don't even blink. You just. Uh, yeah, I, I missed that. What happened? Jay, they was arguing. They was getting ready to scuffle or something. Who are you talking about? Um, the Nuggets. Will, Will Barton and DeMarcus Cousins. Oh, I, mi- I missed that. I, I don't know how I missed that. That just got by me. 
Yeah, they had they had a little bit of an issue throughout the course of the game, a little miscommunication. It happens. Jokic was getting into it a little bit in that game. Well, I mean, Jokic, Jokic got the tech. I mean, Jokic was um, very in his own emotional bag mm-hmm. last night. But honestly, when you look at some of the players he's playing with, you would be in your own emotional bag too. Well, some of the players that Steph is playing with are the same from that from that death lineup from 2015, 16, 17, right? You had back then uh, Steph and Clay and Iggy and or and Harrison Barnes and Draymond Green. That was the small ball lineup, and then they turned Harrison Barnes somehow into Kevin Durant and hardly <laughs> ever lost again, right? And, but now they come up with Jordan Poole, Jay. They, I mean, like, <laughs> yo, listen, listen, listen to me, and and hear me closely on this one, y'all. Jordan Poole has extended the Warriors championship window for another five years. Five years. Five years, man. Like if they get, he's the twenty eighth pick in the two thousand nineteen draft. I remember watching him at Michigan, thinking mm-hmm. this kid can be a prolific scorer. Right now, I didn't know it was going to translate this quickly to the league, but the fact that he is not a finalist for most improved player in the league is just an atrocity, right? Like, you got top five picks who are up for this award and Ja Morant and Darius Garland. Uh, DeJounte Murray's in this conversation, too. But this dude can do everything that Steph and Clay. he's been mentored by both of them. He could dance with the ball. Look at the shots that he's making. Yeah. And he's an elite passer. He made behind-the-back passes last night to people trailing in transition. We are like, damn, you're adding him an explosive score to the continuity of Steph came off the bench last night and dropped 30. And they got long athletic guys that they've drafted too. Listen to what Steve Kerr said about Jordan Poole and what he's picked up from Steph. Some of the the flurries uh, out there from him tonight uh, reminded me of his teammate who came off the bench a little bit. It's pretty remarkable to see uh, the similarities uh, now that you, you know, with both the on and off ball stuff. I mean, Jordan has had a a pretty good uh, apprenticeship with with uh, you know learning from Steph and uh, but it, it, he was uh, he was fantastic tonight. You know he's been sitting around for a while waiting for this moment. He, like you said, Jay in 2019 coming out of Michigan, you can see some, you know especially last year the year before you can see a little bit of flash here and there, but you didn't see. This, I mean, this is something different. But when you're around a guy like Steph Curry and you're around veteran players that play at a high level, that sort of stuff just rubs off on you. You know, when you are not, you know, Jay, when you're not accustomed to going out, shooting 500 jumpers or threes or whatever you want to call them, then all of a sudden Steph Curry grabs you by the wrist and says, man, I'm getting ready to go shoot. Come out here with me. And then all of a sudden you out there shooting. You look up and you just get more practice and more practice and more practice, and it turns into 29.5 boards and six assists. It's also just the environment you're around and who you're competing mm-hmm. against and all that is you, you, it will tend to bring out the best, right? Like you rise or fall to what's around you a lot of the time. So if, if, if Poole is there with like the, the scenarios that, that, that Key just brought everyone through, it's not just like he's getting shots up. He's getting shots up with Steph Curry. But you're even seeing the moves or like the little push out dribble and then he combines that with a step back at the same time. It's a, it's a different iteration of Steph. He's not as prolific shooter as Steph, but it's a different iteration of Steph. And think about what that does for Clay Thompson. Now, listen, if you're Clay, right, there's not the same pressure on you to come back and be that elite, elite player that you were before you got hurt two years ago. It's just, yo, man, you're looking at it. I'm sitting there looking at 
Memphis, and I'm looking at Phoenix, and I'm saying, yo, this this team that could win a championship right here. Golden Warriors? State Warriors, oh, championship yeah. right I mean, here. like, it's funny because you talk about the Splash Brothers, Steph and Clay, but you have Poole and Wiggins. Like, like how many how many guards, you know, athletic or else shooters do you need in your backcourt? And Draymond did a hell of a job on Jokic. I mean, they were so physical with him. They gave him a variety of different looks defensively. They frustrated him. And, you know, the conversation comes out of that for Jokic. Look, man, when you, when you look at Jokic on this team, a lot of people last night, the narrative on social media was, well, I, I'm watching Jalen Brunson carry the, the, the Mavericks in to beat Utah all by himself. He had 41 points. And how come Jokic can't carry his team? I'm like, man, do you know who Jokic is playing with? Like, nope. Like, th- that's a, I don't. Tell me, Jay. He, he's playing with guys, and I, I like guys, but like Aaron Gordon – Received the bag, and he has been doing nothing. It didn't even feel like his ass was on the court last well, night. Well, I mean, but Aaron Gordon is probably I, I, their second I, best player. Will hey, Barton, Monte hey, Morris. I love you, Jay, but ain't no excuses for me. Come on, I can't Keith. buy it, man. Keith, come on. If Keith. I'm that dude, I'm putting it on my back. I don't care. I'm LeBron away. James couldn't I get just, the Lakers I to just, the playoffs this year. I just, LeBron. Wait, LeBron James has been in and out of the damn lineup, too. But, Keith, if, if you were to take Joel Embiid, and put Embiid on the same lineup with the Nuggets, it would be the same result. You know that, right? All, all I know is what I see. It would, it, I was just trying to tell you, it would be the exact same result. Like, Joel Embiid wouldn't be able to carry this team past the Golden State Warriors with the way they can shoot the ball from the outside. This is being real about I, it. I, no, of course. I just don't think that, that should be an argument used against Jokic. If you, if you have Embiid as your MVP, fine. But don't try to make this because they got beat up by the Golden State Warriors. I, I just want to see... I want to see the same sort of intensity for Jokic in the postseason as the regular season. That's all. Well, I mean, you can. Uh, the, the bottom line is, you need there. There's a requisite level of skill you need around you and talent you need around you to succeed in the playoffs against the team that we just mentioned has Steph and Clay and Dre, and by the way, Poole and Wiggins, and then they have guys who didn't even really play like like. But are long guys who are who with athletic upside like Kaminga and guys like this on the roster? That is not the situation. Jokic's second best player is Aaron Gordon, right? So now. I'll tell you this: next year you should have Denver close to the NBA Finals or the Western Western Finals. If they get Jamal Murray back, which he's on the verge of coming back right now, he he's just choosing not to. He's been cleared and, to play. He's been choosing not to with Michael Porter Jr. in this lineup. They could be Western Conference Finals type of teams, especially with Porter Jr. Yeah. Saying that. Steph Curry's 34 off the bench. By the way, I didn't even mention this. In 23 minutes is the fastest 30-point playoff game in the shot clock era. That's what? 54-55. Stats Incredible is brought to you by My Computer Career, training for a better, better life. So we found, finally, they, they figured out a way for Josh Allen to not lose to Patrick Mahomes in a big game. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details.
For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Keyshawn J. Willemax, ESPN Radio Sirius XM Channel 80, and your smart speakers, okay? Our mock draft, it begins today. You've been hearing so much about it on this show. We're presented by Progressive Insurance, by the way, Keyshawn J. Willemax. And this is how it's going to work. You're going to hear that uh, draft sound. Evan, why don't we show them that draft sound? You're going to hear... Dun, 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 dun. That was a good imitation. <laughs> that was a good try. <laughs> and then, and then, there it there is. It Better is. late than never. Ah, it feels so good. And then, uh, money in your bank account, Key. When you hear that sound in your name, whoo. the four picks will be made at 9 a.m. today. Jacksonville Jags, Detroit Lions, Houston Texans, and the New York Jets. Tomorrow, we're going to make four more picks, including two by my Giants. If you're a Panthers fan and you want to make the pick for the Panthers tomorrow, because the way we do it is sometimes we have someone like Alan Hahn. He's going to pick for the Jets or Daniel Dopp's going to pick for the Lions. But a caller picked for Jacksonville, also for the Texans. If you want to pick for the Panthers for tomorrow's show, call us right now at 888-SAY-ESPN. That's 888-729-3776. All right. Key, Jay, speaking of the NFL, Tom Brady told ESPN's Tom Van Haren yesterday, listen to this one, there's still a place for me on the field. Here's the interesting part to me, Key, I know I don't have a lot left. I really do. I know I'm at the end of my career. He's saying that now. Before, when I thought he was fading, to the eye, it looked like, oh, he's missing guys. He's like, no, I got plenty left. Now it looks like, oh, he could do this forever. And he's saying that he feels like he's towards the end. There's the cheese. I wish you could yeah, go he on. Just, he got, Max, to, he got beef, back to the beef. cheese again. Yeah, got it. That's Yo, delicious. I, he's got to quit now. <laughs> I wish I, you could go on forever, Brady went on to say. But to miss these things, I wanted to give myself and my – sorry, excuse me. But it's not just uh, – it's just not football and comes at too high of a cost now. My kids are getting older. It's just getting harder and harder to miss these things. But I wanted to give myself and my teammates in our organization another incredible opportunity – to accomplish something that we're all very proud of. said, I know my body physically could still do and what it can obviously, and obviously I love the game. I think I'll always have love for the game. I do think physically I'll be able to do it. I just felt there was still a place for me on the field. How much longer is Brady going to play, Key? It's year to year, right? I can't see him. Well, let me, <laughs> let me stop before I go. I can't see him continuing to play. Hell, I thought he was done several months ago. But it's year to year. I think in, in this situation, right, He Byron Leftwich will probably get a head coaching job after this season. And do, does he want to start with a new coordinator all over again? So it's year to year. I, I agree, Jay. I mean, it's always been year to year, though. It, it, this isn't – look, I think you're dealing with the greatest to ever do it from the quarterback position who is fighting with – when will he be able to call it quits? And that's a conversation that you end up having with yourself because I actually I would take that back. I wouldn't use the word quit. When would I feel complete, right? When will it feel like it's enough for me? Got it out of your system. And I, yeah, and it never really leaves your system. You have to come to ease with that. 
But I, I think you're you're we're witnessing in real time, Key, how he's processing that as he goes through another run of that. And who knows where he'll be next year? I believe him now. Let me tell you why. When he remember what I said when he first retired, it's like he was like, I my family has sacrificed so much for me. Now I have to sacrifice for them. I thought, uh-uh, that's not how it works. If I would have heard him say, I can still play this game at a high level, but I'm missing it. You know, I, 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 it, my, my kids are growing up, and I'm not, I, I want to be there. That's different than saying they sacrifice for me. Now I, I have to sacrifice for them because that implies that you're, or I infer from that, that you really don't want to stop playing, but you feel like people are making you. This well, is different. Now, Key, this is different. Yeah. He's saying this is coming from him. Yeah, but now he's also saying that, you know, his kids are getting a little bit older and, and you know, he's missing those things. So it's mm-hmm. telling you how he's feeling about, you know, missing the opportunity to be there every single night, every single day. But he wants to give it one last run. And I don't see why he shouldn't. If he can still, he feels he can still play, it looks like he can still play, go ahead and give him one, one more run. Guys, but go this, right ahead and do it. This is where I think we just overlooked Tom Brady. Yo, this dude is a marketing genius. You know that, right? Uh, now, we just transitioned from inferring on his comment to now saying, hey, just give it one last run. It just sets it up for everything that Tom Brady wants to do. Man in the Arena podcast, TB12, his company, the attention that he's going to get this year. And I'm not saying that he he does it like Aaron Rodgers does it to a degree, right? Different. But, but he, he gives you little crumbles. And people, like, you just follow it. You just eat it up because it's Tom Brady. It's, he, he's been doing this for the past couple of years. It just sounds like I did not sound like a credible, uh, uh, not threat, but um, kind of course of action where he was going to sacrifice this thing he loved doing for his family. This sounds credible to me. He's feeling the pull of the missing. It's coming from within him, right? That means, and I don't, I agree, Key. It doesn't feel to me like Aaron Rodgers, where Aaron Rodgers gave me the feeling. I, I, I want everyone to pay attention to me and pay attention to this, and I'm going to do it to you again next year and the following year. To me, it feels key like Brady is trying to figure this out for real and just letting people know, like, this could be it. Yeah, I, I don't think – look, he is a, a opportunity to market certain things that he may be involved with, but I don't think he's taking this opportunity to do that. It just so happened to be aligned with his play on the field. And he really is conflicted about or was conflicted about whether or not to play football again. And and when you initially after the end of the season, you, you go through some emotions. You're, you're ticked off. I'm out of here. I'm tired of this. I didn't win. I'm gone. And then you take a step back. You get on that nice yacht that he has and you cruise around and, you know, have a few cocktails. And you start to think about it. Go visit your family and your friends. And you say, you know what? I, I I still want to play football, so I'm gonna give it one more shot. You, it's a it's a calming down period that you have to go through, and he went through that period. Yeah, okay. I wasn't saying that this is intentional marketing as saying I have a product that I'm trying to sell. I'm saying <laughs> no, I didn't I, I'm, say I'm you saying said it's that. more. I, it, it's subconsciously <laughs> he he's programming people because of his vulnerability about where he actually is. And when you have the greatest of all time who's being vulnerable about his struggle about whether he can actually want to play the sport for a longer period of time, that, that gets people even more intrigued in the product naturally. Well, I mean, listen, Aaron Rodgers, as I said, it feels like different motivations 
for kind of publicly saying it than Rodgers. But but Brady and Rodgers are going to do something. Well, Max, okay, coming to the end, what does that mean? Does that mean another three years? Four years? <laughs> like, what, what is that? Like, legitimately, Key, like, what is that? Everybody would naturally insinuate so. that it's means not, this year, but I, I don't take it that so way. So it's not coming out of the blue. It could be this year. It could be at the end of this year. <laughs> it yeah, it could, could be. It could it be could at be. the end of this year. Yeah. Most likely it's at the end of the year, son. Kids are getting one year old. Like, you, you, at some point, Jay, you can't keep doing it. I don't care how much you feel you could do it. You just can't keep doing it because there's other priorities that are there Understood. that you want to be able to deal with, so, like family. Speaking of Brady and Rodgers, Turner Sports' latest uh, exhibition golf challenge known as The Match got Brady and Rodgers teaming up. The old guard, you know, and right now NFC, you know, Super Bowl champion quarterbacks, Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers versus the new up-and-comers in the AFC. Mm. One of them a champion, Patrick Mahomes, and the other, you know, wanting to get there, Josh Allen. There's the, the, the four are currently the top four favorites to win um, MVP, according to Caesars. All right. Allen is plus 700. Mahomes plus 750. Brady plus 900. Rodgers plus 1,000. So Allen is the uh, favorite, Josh Allen, to win MVP. But I I get why Rodgers and and Brady would be on the same team. I get it. They're the the greatest, and they're old, and they're both in the same (laughs) conference. They're old. And I get why Mahomes and Allen would do it, too, because – there just aren't enough Super Bowls to go around. But Josh Allen looks like he's primed to win one, and Mahomes has already done it. But, Key, it's like there's a big three in the NFL of Brady and Rodgers and Mahomes. And then you get to the next bucket for a lot of people, as you would say, because those are the champions, not just the eye test, but also have, have the resume, right? But does it have to be Josh Allen? Like, Josh Allen's a perfectly good choice, but should he be the number one choice to be the fourth, to be Mahomes' partner? Because, I mean, because we could just look at young, great AFC quarterbacks. Does it have to be Josh Allen? No, it doesn't have to be Josh Allen. But he probably, I guess I'm assuming he's good at golf. They could have taken Russell Wilson, Justin Herbert, Joe Burrow. Uh, I, I don't know why they selected Josh Allen. Um, but I think when you start to look at the AFC quarterbacks, for instance, you got Patrick Mahomes. Then you have a debate, right, in next in line. Is it Deshaun Watson who was missing uh, last season, didn't play? Is it Josh Allen who's the next guy in line? Is it Derek Carr the next guy in line? Is it a, a Russell Wilson trying to, I don't want to say revitalize his career, but revitalize the way people think about him as a quarterback in the AFC? Is it Justin Herbert? Is it Joe Burrow? Uh, Lamar Jackson? Like, it's so many different people. Quarterback but you just you went through a, a whole bunch of guys. Jay, like to me, Russell Wilson's a little older, right? We're talking about young guys. Matt Stafford just won a Super Bowl. He's not only older, but NFC. But Burrow, Herbert, Lamar Jackson, those are the other guys to me that should be in that conversation. I, I agree, but Allen should be the guy right now. Like, Allen should be. I mean, he had the shootout with Patrick Mahomes that they lost, right? That You felt like they were right there. It feels like your team has constantly gotten better and better each year. He's thrown for over 4,000 yards. Ran, I mean, he has 36 TDs. Uh, adding 736 yards on the ground and six CDs on the ground. Devin Singletary, their leading rusher, only outrushed him by 100 yards. So, like, I feel like his ability to do everything for this team 
puts him at the top echelon right there next to Patrick Mahomes waiting to burst in. An eyeball test, he also can not only run it, but he can really, like his arm is special, right? The only thing I would say about that is this. Let me make the, maybe, let me take the play devil's advocate. And I might even buy into one or two of these arguments, okay? I get why Josh Allen, he just had the showdown with Patrick Mahomes. Well, Joe Burrow just got past Patrick Mahomes into the Super Bowl, and it was his first full season. Like, he hasn't been in the league for four years to improve every year like Josh Allen. Got hurt his first year, came back, got right past Patrick Mahomes, who, by the way, played poorly against Joe Burrow down the stretch, into the Super Bowl, came one play away from winning it. There's Joe Burrow. Justin Herbert, Key, is like his talent. You got to make the playoffs, man. Okay, I get it, but He's his talent there. is no, through no, the roof. I, I, don't Just, want, I don't want to hear any more about his talent. You got to make the playoffs. He's been in the league two years. I, I know. We, we talk about Zach Levine had some crazy talent. Everybody, oh, Zach Levine, he's so talented. I'm like, yeah, where's he going to playoffs? Just so you, Justin Herbert had one of the great rookie seasons ever for a quarterback Understood. and got better his second year. I'm just going Understood. through it case by case. Lamar Jackson is younger than Joe Burrow. Key, he's won an MVP. I can, like, he, you know. Ah. But I don't think, to be honest with you, though, Max, I don't think Lamar Jackson is playing no golf, though, to keep it 100 with you. <laughs> yeah. just, We're just, just talking football, I, though. Key. I'm like, just, who's in that upper but No, but, but we, we tying the golf into it. Because he was selected, Josh Allen was selected to play with them dudes. Do we know so, Joe Burrow plays well, on a country club you I think Lamar think, Jackson would be going yeah, to? <laughs> I don't think, in all honesty, I'm going to keep it 100. I don't think that Lamar Jackson is going to be picking up any clubs anytime soon. There but I could be wrong. Extracurricular activities. I, I think you, you say, well, you know, the younger guys. I understand. Russell Wilson isn't old, though. Russell Wilson is going to play another 10 years these in the National in Football mid- League. We're talking about so, dudes in their early, mid-20s. So when you look at it, you know, Deshaun Watson is there. He's still young. Yeah. Joe, J- Josh Allen, young. Uh, uh, Joe Burrow, young. Justin Herbert. I think Joe Burrow, though, I know he went to the Super Bowl, and I know you, you're like the fan club president of Joe Burrow, yes. Max. But it feels like to me that he's going to get the Cincinnati Bengal treatment throughout his career, <laughs> which is, yeah, they were good, and then all of a sudden the team is just, the organization is just going to always be at a certain level and never continue to take it over the top on a consistent basis like Kansas City, like a, a, a Pittsburgh. It's going to be, they're just going to be, well, they're going to miss the playoffs. They got a great quarterback. They're going to miss the playoffs. They might make the playoffs. You know, I just go back in my mind thinking about the history of that organization. But it seems like he changed it as soon as we blink. Boom, he's in the Super Bowl, like first full. Hey, let's bring Mike Tannenbaum, our very own uh, uh, GM, into this. Mike, um, we're really talking about the hierarchy, like this golf match between – Brady and Rodgers on one team, and then it's Mahomes, and Josh Allen is the fourth guy in, right? It's really we're talking about the hierarchy of NFL quarterbacks. Does Josh Allen deserve to be the fourth quarterback in that hierarchy, or should it be, you know, among the young guys, Justin Herbert or Joe Burrow or Lamar Jackson or someone else? Yeah, look, we're talking about all great quarterbacks, but I got to put Burrow fourth. I mean, the guy took the Cincinnati Bengals, as Key just said, to the Super Bowl. So while I think Josh Allen is a dynamic young talent, to me, Burrow is clearly the fourth quarterback in this conversation. See, I, I don't have – I mean, I don't know. I, I like Josh Allen. I think he's going to take a step back because the offensive coordinator is now with the New York Giants and Brian Dable, and they're, they're, they're trying out a new guy and Ken Dorsey who was on the staff who coached the quarterbacks. But it's about calling the plays. It's about 
understanding the rhythm of the quarterback and things of that nature. And for a first-timer, I don't know if he could do it. Um, Joe Burrow, on the other hand, for me, is a great story in his second year, leading Cincinnati to a Super Bowl and possibly they could have won the Super Bowl if it wasn't for Aaron Donald. We don't know. We didn't get a chance to see that. It didn't happen. I just think that Cincinnati's organization, for some reason, is going to fail this young man. It just it, it's just the Based way that on I their feel history. about it. Yeah, yeah. Mike, Mike T. Based I would ask history. you: do, do, do you think Cincinnati will make it back to the Super Bowl if you have Joe Joe Burrow as a fourth ranked quarterback? Do you, do you see them making another run out of AFC? No, not yet, because I, I would still put uh, the Chargers ahead of them and the Chiefs ahead of them. Just from a standpoint of, I think the Chargers had a great off season. I think they're even ahead of. Kansas City heading into this year. So Cincinnati's in the AFC. If they were in the NFC, Jay Will, I think it's a totally different discussion. But, you know, the AFC is loaded. And, oh, by the way, like, we keep forgetting this. Like, Tennessee was the number one seed. And Derrick Henry missed most of the year last year. And to me, Derrick Henry's still one of the ten best players in the NFL that's not a quarterback. You know what's funny about Joe Burrow is – like one of the reasons I'm such a big fan is he has all that stuff, right? Like you trust him under pressure and he has the moxie and everyone talks about that. It doesn't look the same key as you would say as Justin Herbert, but Joe Burrow can run. He can really throw. He's six foot four. Like he has, he has the, like it pops more somehow the eyeball test with Josh Allen and Justin Herbert, but Joe Burrow has real talent like that. In addition, Mike, to the, to the intangibles, I think. Yeah, no, he's a great player. And look, let's give them credit. They added Alex Kappa. They added Lyle Collins, uh, Karras. So they've done some things to help that offensive line. But what they did last year to me was so remarkable that if Joe Burrow doesn't get dramatically better uh, with pass protection, get rid of the ball, like he's going to have a, a greatly diminished career. It's just unsustainable to keep doing what he's doing. He's already missed part of a year with an ACL. And again, to their credit, I think their offensive line is much better. But to me, like Herbert, Mahomes, certainly Lamar, those guys are so much better athletically in a movement standpoint. I think that will help them from a longevity standpoint. Mike T, speaking of the AFC, what are your thoughts on Andy Reid saying the Chiefs offense won't be much different without Tyreek Hill? I think they're still going to be explosive. But, you know, Jay, will working with some of the defensive coaches I've worked with, Coach Parcells, Belichick, Coach Biangini, Rex Ryan, this is an offense that will be much more diverse and hard to defend from a standpoint that Ronald Jones, Edwards, Alaire, Kelsey, they can all catch the ball. They've added Smith Schuster, Valdez, Scantling. Now, look, I think Tyreek Hill is a great player and give Miami a lot of credit for getting him. But I think this is an offense that will be different, but still very, very difficult to defend because whoever you take away, they really have a number of players that can make plays in the passing game. And, I, and I've been saying this the entire time. The cheetah is can't be replaced. There's no question about his explosive plays and some of some of the dynamic things that he could do with the football in his hands. Always. But but what you can do is you have multiple receivers that you now can employ into the offense, a deploy into the offense, which is what they want to do. Andy, Reed, look, man, Andy Reid had James Trash. I mean, James Thrash. And Todd Stinkston, okay, and he was and he wind up taking them and going to the Super Bowl and winning a lot of games in Philadelphia with those receivers. And if you don't think that he can get something out of the guys that he has in Kansas City, then we sadly mistaken. Hey, hey Key, looking at this graphic, I mean Patrick Mahomes at three hundred and forty-seven yards per game without Tyreek Hill. Again, to me, guys, whatever sport we're talking about—basketball, baseball. 
Greatness to me is about making those around you better. And when you're paying Patrick Mahomes $45 billion a year, what you need to do is you need to make everybody else around you better. And Tyreek Hill is going to graduate. And this is the year to me that Patrick Mahomes has to go to the whole next level of taking Smith Schuster, whoever it is, and winning a lot of games with somebody who's not Tyreek Hill. Mike, we have about a minute. But I, I was interested in your thoughts about your theory that the receiver position, because of all the supply coming out of out of college this year, would would f- feel downward pressure in terms of the salaries they get because we saw it explode. And now Debo Samuel, A.J. Brown, McLaurin, they're all skipping workouts to get paid, right? What do you think has happened with the with supply and demand and the and the prices of receivers? Yeah, well, we know about expensive receivers. <clears throat> so <laughs> what we have to do is we have to keep dr- – we have to keep drafting young receivers, guys. And that's why I think a week from Thursday, we'll see maybe six receivers go in the first round because McLaurin, guys like DK Metcalf, not all those guys will be able to be re-signed, Max. And therefore, we, we got to keep adding great young receivers. And there's so many in this year's draft. Yep, that is correct. Mike Tannenbaum, ladies <laughs> and gentlemen. And Mike's coming back to talk, to talk uh, oh, a lot of stuff, including what's going on in Cleveland. Thanks, mm-hmm. Mike. Our Thank mock you. draft is in two hours. We're back in a few minutes. That's next on ESPN Radio, ESPN2. G-Sean, J-Will, and Max, the podcast.